Hi, this is Lady T, and welcome back to a bonus episode of I Believe in Jesus, but where in this bonus episode, you get to listen in on a dream interpretation session. Now, why am I doing this? One reason that I'm doing this special bonus episode is because religious people tend to see things from one extreme end or the other. Everything is either of God or the devil. And so they never actually acknowledge that middle ground, that middle ground, your subconscious mind, that middle ground, the divine wisdom that is within you, the middle ground, the divine power that you have within you. We tend to step outside and look outside of ourselves. There are some things you don't have to ask a doctor. You don't have to ask validation. You don't have to even ask your pastor. There are some things that you know and you should know. And when it comes to dreams, God has a way of speaking to us through our subconscious. And you know the answer to that. Now, sometimes it takes talking with the professional. Sometimes it takes um, someone asking you the right questions in order to tap into it. But you have the answers to everything that you need. So the second reason that I'm doing this is to remind you of that. Everything you need to succeed in this life has been given to you already. You have all spiritual blessings that you need. You have all physical, material blessings that you need in order to move on to the next level. I won't even go into that. (laughs) In order to move on to the next level, you have everything that you need. So that's the other reason for doing this bonus episode. And then the third reason is because I am a dream interpreter and I wanted to introduce myself as that. That's something that you may not know in this particular uh, podcast because um, on this podcast, I'm looking more so to answer the questions that traditional religions don't answer. Um, So don't worry, we will get back to our regularly scheduled program where we'll look at some of the contradictions in the Bible. We'll look at some of those things that are not. We'll we'll talk about the, the things that are not talked about. That's what this podcast is about. But one of the things that I do, and that is I help people to connect their conscious and their subconscious mind. And I do that through dream interpretation. I help people to better understand their purpose. I do that with coaching. And so that's the reason for even um, introducing myself this way with this bonus episode. So let's get into it. Bree called me. She set up an appointment and you can do the same thing. I'll leave a link for you if you want to set up an appointment so we can talk over your dreams. She called me at our appointed time We chatted for just about 20 seconds, and then I pressed the record button. So I'm hearing the dream for the first time, just like you. Now, in this dream, Brie had this dream when she was eight years old, over 30-something years ago, and it was so real and so clear and so vivid that here it is, 30-something years later, she still remembers how she felt. She still remembers the physical pain. She was raped in the dream. She remembers the physical pain. She remembers the shame, the confusion. It was so intense that she did not even talk about it because she believed no one would, she thought no one would believe her. That was on a dream. And so based on that dream, we had some conversation to help her determine whether it was a repressed memory or not. But I'll let you tune in and listen. Now stay tuned following our conversation because I'll give some more insights that will help you to better interpret your dreams. And let me just go ahead and give a warning. This could be a trigger, emotional trigger for some of you. Okay, now this dream did happen when I was a child, but it's something that has 
stuck with me my entire life. Um, I was about eight years old. And um, just a side note, uh, I was going to um, Christian school, private Christian school um, at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, in my dream, we're going on a field trip. It's our class and we're going on a field trip. But the dream is, um, it's not like a typical dream. It's like, um, it's like claymation. Um, so everything moved like really stiff. Um, everything was just, the texture of everything was different. And so that really stood out to me. So we're going on this field trip and um, we're probably going to like an apple orchard or something because we're in the mountains and there's a lot of trees and I noticed a lot of apples everywhere. And we get out of the bus and the rest of my classmates are going in one direction. And for some reason, I'm, I'm oddly, um, attracted to this barn there's this barn off in the distance and I don't necessarily want to go over there but I find myself walking in that direction and when I get to the barn the doors open and as the doors open the devil is standing there and I'm afraid yet I'm oddly attracted to him um there's just a strange attraction that I never felt before and He pulls me in closer and with a devilish look on his face, um, he begins to rape me. And I wake up screaming in pain, physical pain, in fear, and at the same time, just extremely confused because while at that age, I knew nothing about sex, I knew that what happened was wrong and it like I said I could physically feel the penetration and um yet at the same time I I was like I said attracted to him and you know after he rapes me I, I just wake up screaming in fear and in pain and that's it that's the end of the dream how did you tell your parents your your mom an adult no and I never told my parents. I didn't tell my parents until maybe, maybe five years ago, and I'm going to be 40 years old. So, wow. I never told anybody because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. And I didn't think anybody would believe me. Hmm. All right. And so how often did you have that dream? It was just that once, just that one time. So when you told your mom five years ago, how did she respond? Or did you tell your mom? Who did you tell? I believe I told my dad first. I did tell both of my parents, but I told my dad first. Um, They both pretty much had the same reaction of, um, I would say fear and just like, I don't know, I guess confusion as well. Like how, how do you help someone with that? What does that mean? You know, like, are they just, do they just make that up or, you know, is that something that really happened? And if it really did, you know, how do you deal with something like that? So there was, they never really said much about it. And I told them separately. Okay. And so have you had any 
well, you said it's the first time you ever told someone. So you never even went to a therapist to work it out? No, never. And there, there was nothing, um, well, let me not say nothing. I say the most traumatic thing that was going on in my life at the time was that my parents were getting a divorce. But I've never, um, like I said, I was eight years old and I was just very innocent at the time. So really knowing about sex and boys and things like that was, I, I really was naive to that and really knew nothing about that. Right. So in the dream, you said everything is claymation. Mm -hmm. And so are they real people that move in claymation movements or yeah they were there everybody was real um you know they looked like themselves but it just looked like every everything and everybody was made out of clay and it like it just moved really stiff like i remember seeing the bus go down the road and it was just like like if somebody had a, like a puppet or something and it was just you know just kind of bouncing along the road it wasn't really driving and you've had the dream one time and one time only one time only but I remember it like it was yesterday mm. so have you looked into you know we we repress memories mm -hmm. and I'm not a therapist but I do know I, I study it but I'm not you know official mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I understand I understand um, repressed memories and I understand that trauma could be it, you know, when, when children are traumatized, that's even more the reason for repressing an, a memory. Have you even considered that, Bree? Um, I would say I considered that, but again, because I had never been exposed to anything like that, that would make me have a trauma towards it. And then because of other things that I've experienced in life, um, I didn't necessarily associate it with something that happened to me as much as it was something that was maybe attached to me what do you mean uh, other experiences um well around that same time is when i started really seeing things in the supernatural um i started seeing spirits um there was this black mass that would be in my room at night and I just would remember laying in bed just staring at it like because it was darker than the darkness and it was formless yet it was in constant motion and I wasn't necessarily afraid of it but I was afraid because I didn't know what it was and um, just kind of throughout life I've had people tell me that I have something dark following me and I've just always associated it with it starting with that dream. Okay. Um, I would imagine that if what you're saying, if, if what you're saying is true, that, you know, you do have something dark following you. I don't know you, so I can't say. That's why I'm using the words I would imagine. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine that it started following you when the actual rape happened as a mm -hmm. young child, the dream is your subconscious speaking to you and reminding you and showing you. So in other words, your subconscious showing you, um, your, if, if you were asleep at that particular time, if you were asleep, 
um, your subconscious is speaking to you and bring up repressed memories it'll bring up um, you know issues and things that we don't deal with or we don't know how to deal with so your subconscious wouldn't put that dream there and say now you're going to have something dark following you right right you see what i'm saying if yeah, you have something dark following you it probably came from um the the actual rape if that happened um i would assume that that happened because like you said you were innocent you didn't know anything about sex and so mm -hmm. to even have a thought like that in your head and then to wake up and be so ashamed and embarrassed that's another reason why that tells me that more than likely that actually happened because even when you woke up you were too embarrassed to say something right right and here it is 30 something years later and you just had the you just gotten the nerve to say something yeah uh, which is also a symbol of a repressed memory that's what we tend to do with repressed memories mm -hmm. So the, um, the idea of something following you, um, you know, having a, a bad spirit or, um, well, you tell me, what's the language that you use for the dark thing following you? What's the language? How do you call that? See, that's where I'm confused because I'm scared of it because it's scary. I'll be with you in a second. Um, I'm scared of it because it's scary, but I'm not um i'm sorry i don't know if it's because i just don't know what it is mm -hmm. that makes it scary or because there's a, a strange um I, I wouldn't say at this point there's an attraction to it but i'm just i guess i've grown comfortable with it and i'm not necessarily familiar, afraid of it now familiar spirit mm -hmm. when was the first time you heard that something dark was following you who, who was the first person that told you that and what age were you? Um, probably, I would say like in my early 20s. And who told you that? Um, she was a, um, a friend that I went to school with. Um, I went to massage therapy school with her. So it wasn't high school. I was, I, yeah, I was in my mid-20s. Okay. And so she had the ability to see those things or what, what made her say that? You were telling her some stories and she came up with that? What, what happened? Yeah, I was, I can't remember what it was that was going on in my life at the time, but I was telling her, yeah, I was in conversation with her and, and she, she happened to say it. Um, she, I do believe that, that she is sensitive to spirit. Um, so I don't know, like I said, I don't know what would necessarily cause her to say that. Maybe it was just in the conversation that we were having. Okay. But that was but, the first time I heard it. But prior to that, and I know you have to get off. Um, mm -hmm. Prior to that, you evidently had the thought anyway, which is the reason why you were having this conversation with her that led her to actually say that. Right. So I'll just give you some questions and, and you can get off the phone. <laughs> okay. Although I want to really go into this. Um, so what was going on in your life that made you even think that you, not that you had a dark spirit, but that made you have this conversation with someone that had them to say that? How many people have told you that besides her? Um, I would say 
maybe three other people have told me, but now I, I remember exactly what it was I was telling her about. Mm-hmm. I was, I would have these experiences that would only happen at night and it still happens to this day, but not as much, but it's like, just as I'm beginning to fall asleep, um, I'll feel this like tiny little point, like a little point of vibration of somebody were like poking me in my back with a pen or something, mm-hmm. but it's just a tiny little vibration and it seems like it happens in slow motion yet all at once at the same time, but this tiny little ball, it grows and grows and it, then it explodes. It's like a, a jolt of energy mm-hmm. and um, it, it literally like will shock me out of bed. Like I jump up out of bed. That's how powerful it is. And I remember that was when I was first experiencing that and I didn't really necessarily have anyone else to talk to and we just somehow got on the subject of probably spirituality or something and then I I shared with her what I was experiencing and that's when she told me that okay and did you have anything prior to that that would say okay I have dark a dark spirit following me in your own personal life that would make you say that or think that um I know I was very angry as a teenager. Um, But I do you know why? um, I do believe it was from my parents' divorce, but the level of anger that I would experience was it was beyond my control. I never wanted to be that angry, but I just remember being that angry and not really knowing how to control it. Okay, all right. Uh, and that's another sign that that's a repressed memory, three. Okay. That's another sign that that's a repressed memory. And your subconscious, I love the way, the, the image, the context that the dream came to you. It came to you in the form of an innocent trip, school, and I don't know, because you, you have to deal with your repressed memory and you might want to get a, um, you know, counseling so you can do it the right way with someone mm-hmm. who is spiritual and has some, um, some knowledge of how to take you through the repressed memory and not just someone who's spiritual. Because a lot of times people who are spiritual are caught up in their fears. And I'm going to just say right. that right you know people yeah the devil girl that's the devil (laughs) (laughs) and then that caused so we have to be careful when we're dealing with spiritual uh things make sure we don't talk to the wrong people who will dismiss us and dismiss us and or um exaggerate it to the point that we're now fearful right so if you talk with a therapist who knows how to move you through repressed memories um that will help um, and the, okay. I was going to say the image is innocence, school. So maybe it happened on school grounds. Maybe it happened on the day of school, going to school. There's some connection to school, but mm-hmm. also the innocence of apples. And you know, that's apples is connected with sex. Adam and Eve ate from the apple. Right. And that caused, um, you know, the fall of mankind. So uh-huh. here you have this innocent child who, who doesn't know anything about sex and yet you, are, you knew about apples and Adam and Eve, and there you are in a garden, and there's a barn. Um, you know, the apples are falling everywhere. And then there's the devil. 
and also the whole idea that it's slowed down that the people are moving in a in a, uh, a funny way tells mm -hmm. me that you were really young when this happened happened yeah. and i mean i don't even know how young you could have been two years old but it says that you were really young and so you almost like you didn't even have an understanding of life that people are right. moving in a funny way so right. when it happened it was really you were really young um now you can do because you are the age that you are and and i have you know we haven't talked so i don't know brie if you know how traumatic this is how it's affecting your life now but the fact that you had uh the anger as a teenager that you could even say it was it was way too beyond what it should have been is also your subconscious mind speaking to you deal with this this doesn't make sense you turned it on to your parents uh, for whatever reason they weren't there to protect you they were too busy arguing fussing and fighting and that led to their divorce years later and that's where your anger was really about um, you know you guys abandoned me to separate and divorce um, it could be that's the direction that your anger consciously that's where you put it um, but anyhow mm. the exaggerated anger also points to a be, being a repressed memory but in either case if right now you recognize that it is causing problems for you causing problems in your relationship causing emotional outbursts and you like oh i went away i went way too far with that when i shouldn't even have done that what made me act like that then that means you definitely need to see um talk with someone talk it through if on okay. the other hand you feel comfortable um you know talking with someone who's balanced spiritually oh my gosh and i do mean balanced mm -hmm. <laughs> um you feel comfortable trusting someone to talk it through um you know without going through a therapist but learning how to release and letting go and forgive and you know you can go that route if you want if you feel comfortable doing that yeah that definitely sounds like something that um needs to be addressed so addressed uh, by a professional it, it, you're saying yeah definitely addressed by a professional okay okay good good Absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Bree, for sharing that with us. I got to tell you, I was a little hesitant about putting this out here public, publicly, even though she gave me her permission. And part of the reason is because I'm not a licensed psychotherapist, so I can't legally diagnose this as a repressed memory. And notice I didn't. I used language like, you may want to consider, had you thought about, in my opinion... You possibly want to maybe might notice I use passive language <laughs> because I'm not licensed although I am looking into schools now um, ironically I wanted to major in psychiatry when I was younger but I I opted out for business instead and the reason was because I didn't know any psychiatrists I didn't know any psychologists I didn't know anyone who had gone to therapy uh, but I did recognize the power of helping people navigate their minds uh, but I went in the form of business instead and now as I get deeper into this part of my career where I help people to connect their conscious and their subconscious um, as I help people to release their religious programming and connect with their spirituality. I'm feeling the call to go deeper in my education. Um, so it's really interesting because the, the simple haphazard 
random self-taught knowledge that I have has been very beneficial to people. And yet in order to be of more service to more people, I am looking at um, going back to school and getting educated in that area. Let me say this um, in regards to our converse, my conversation with Bree, and this will help you when it comes to interpreting your dreams as well, or, or even just dealing with life in general. You want to be careful about who you talk to. Science and psychiatry cannot answer certain aspects of spirituality, right? You will go to the psychiatrist, you'll go get therapy, and they will put you on medication, and that never that won't help you get to the real root of the issue. They can't answer everything. As a matter of fact, I just did a video called Incubus, Succubus, and Sleep Paralysis, where I talked about the scientific part of that feeling that we have when we are asleep and we, we're half awake and we feel that there's someone in the room, but we tell ourselves, I, I was awake, I know something was in the room. Um, some people, yes, or most people, it is sleep paralysis. And yet, there are some people who are truly dealing with demonic entities. Science, psychiatry, psychologists, they won't tell you that. They won't agree with that. They will give you medication. They cannot speak to certain aspects of spirituality. But let me also say, religious, superstitious people cannot speak to certain aspects of science and biology. So you got to find someone who is balanced. You don't want to talk certain things over with your friend and they're so caught up in their fears that they'll tell you you got a dark energy you have. And I'm not saying, I'm not knocking Bree's friend. You know, maybe she had the ability to see something. I don't know. But we've all had the experience. <laughs> um, like Job, you're talking to friends who mean well, but they are they have limited knowledge. They have their own fears. They've been programmed by their religion that says everything is of the devil. If it doesn't look like this, then it's the devil. And then that will cause you to go deeper into your fears and you never get to the issue. You want to find someone who is balanced when you are discussing your issues. And that's one of the things that I try to work out in my in my overall life, but especially as I'm talking to people, to be able to discern, is this spiritual or is this material? Is this the biology or is this religion? What is going on? And so that's who you want to talk to, whether you're going to a therapist or you're talking in a world with a friend. Balance, balance, balance. <laughs> Very important. Okay, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Please share this episode and even this podcast uh, with someone. Uh, I would like to grow this podcast. I have a lot of millennials. As a matter of fact, I have some great episodes coming up. Um, actually, I've been answering questions from millennials who are questioning some of their traditional teachings and the the churches won't really give them a solid answer. But I also have people who have contacted me, so I'm doing more interviews. I have some scheduled coming up where I will talk about, for instance, reincarnation. What does the Bible say about it? It says there's no such thing, right? But how, how maybe, maybe? Uh, I will talk with and interview someone about chakras. Is that in the Bible? Is chakras in the Bible? Because, you know, I want to clear my chakras. <laughs> We'll talk about altars. Is it biblical to set up an ancestor altar? Is it? Can I? Should I? 
And what about altars to other gods and goddesses? Mm. So those are the subjects that we have planned to discuss. If you have any questions about the Bible, about spirituality, um, if you have any questions that you would like addressed, please contact me. My information is right there. Uh, contact me. Feel free to record the question. And I may even put you on the show. I'd love to talk with you. If you have a dream that you need interpreted, again, contact me. You can always go to my website um, to, to contact me. And that is heavenandearthconnect.com. Thank you for listening. And this has been Lady T.